and oh yeah, I forgot this one doesn't do like the, the timer. It just says recording. So Chaz, you're on in three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Chaz Evans and you are listening to the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. And let's go down the roster. Introducing first, he is my second in command. He is the Red Dog of Red Dogs. He is the man that runs this show because, hey, I'm just a figurehead. Ladies and gentlemen, Cliff Red Dog Miller. All right. Sponsorship catchphrase. Swatter. Drink it up. That's it. That's my water sponsorship catchphrase. All righty. And introducing <laughs> next, he is the 99-time, 99-cent world champion store, heavyweight coronavirus surviving, black man champion. Also, he is a royal victory winner. If you don't know what that is, that sounds like you need to go watch some uh, some more wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the idol of idols. He is the idol master. He is Chris Idol. It's dark here in Amish country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> and it's, uh, introducing last, but certainly not the least, he is my little brother, and that is the only reason he has any merit of being on this show. He only watches What Culture, Chisel Adonis, and Ollie Davis, but hey, he likes to talk wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you may know him as the Napster, but we here at the Three Count call him JJ. Thank you so much. Um, I'd like to thank the sidewalks for keeping me off the street. Dangerous times out here. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all get loaded up. Chitty, chitty, bang. Murder everything. You already know how it is out here. And also, for everybody, uh, you guys that are listening, you guys are beautiful. So make sure y'all stay positive. As you say, murder everything. You tell people to stay positive. You can positively murder. We're going we're gonna to keep moving. We're going to move on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, like I said, it's the Three Count Podcast presents Now Into the Ring. And as always, we have ourselves a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to give it up. Ladies and gentlemen, we got G Postal in the hot seat. What's up, man? It's the one and only man, man, from Postal Line. The C3W's Ring. Have a great day. Dream the story. Dream Muscle Machine. The brother of the guns. That block out the sun. And your EWC World Heavyweight Champion, G Postal Jack. How y'all feeling today? Oh, man, hey. I'm wonderful. We're good. We got, the, man, we got the champ on the building, so we got the champ on, so we, we know, you know, we good. We got the champ. Live in HD 3D, if you will. Hello, good morning. <laughs> well, good evening. You know my phrase. Hello, good morning. But anyway. All right, man. So let's get let's, let's let's go down to business. We all got a couple questions for you. Um, and after the questions, we have the ten count questions. So ten questions. 
first thing that comes to your mind, okay? And you, keep, you cannot fail at this, I promise. Trust me, you can't fail. It's all good. I'm like this. I've been working. Once upon a time, working for the post office, the 13th grade, if you will. So I'm like this. You know what? I beat out a lot of other scholars, so let's make it happen, Captain. Awesome. Hey. hey. <laughs> like so let's that. go down the list. So I'll start uh, with the questions, and after me, uh, Cliff, you'll follow. Chris Idle, you'll go after Cliff. And then, Josh, you will hit us at the end. And then we'll get into the 10 questions. So let's get started. First question, G Postal, champ. But you don't mind if I call you champ. How did you get started? How did you get started in wrestling? Well, I mean, let's take it back all the way back to Oxford Hill, Merlin, 1984, if you will. I was sitting in front of my uncle's TV set. He had the NWA popping. You had Road Warrior Hawk with his collar. You had Paul Ellering. You had the animal. And then you had Hawk look over at Tony Schiavone and say, well, you know, it doesn't matter who you put in front of us. We still go danger. We die on death. story and that's like I'm all we all for the stories but so you've been a bunch of matches in your career and this might be a hard maybe a little hard question but what's the one match that you've had that you are the most proud of um to date it has to be the first C3W show um the match wasn't perfect but it was a war I took on Tyree Taylor out of uh, Massachusetts now, but the big boy from Brooklyn, the current reigning defending WFA world grappling champion. And it, it was a showcase of, of, of two talented um, black athletes. Uh, and I'm, I'm saying that because when it comes to re- black wrestlers or whatnot, I don't think we get it to the, the point of, 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 of black excellence a lot, you know, and it's like an excellence of the athlete. 
himself or whatnot, not the, you know, everything else, but just the athlete. And it was just like, I got a chance to take on one of the toughest opponents I've ever had, man. And it's like, I, I do nothing but respect for him. So, you know, for me, it was, it, it was, it was, it was, it was amazing, man. It was amazing. The atmosphere, the C3W crowd, and the drawing power of, of all the talent on the show was just amazing, man. So it's just like, that was, that's my favorite match to date. And then, I won the WFA championship for the first time. Oh, man. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So my last question would have to be, um, you, you were a wrestling fan in the booming 80s, and then, you know, you, you watched during the, uh, the very popular Attitude Era. So I have to ask, what is your current opinion on this generation, I guess you call it this generation's style of wrestling. I think that's the best way to, uh, I think that's the best way to phrase my question. Uh, you ever heard of the Crash Test Dummies? Yes. Used to be a big commercial throughout the 80s into the um, early to mid 90s with the Crash Test Dummies. Now, I think some of the athletes are some of the most amazing athletes that are out here today. Don't get me wrong. In this business, you got a, a limited amount of bumps and, that you can take in this business. And I love the talent and the execution of athleticism. I fear for a lot of guys because I don't want to see nobody get crippled. Uh, people get excited about the showmanship in professional wrestling but don't realize the risk and the dangers. Damn. So for me, you know, I, I, I like to see a war played out in a story uh, more so than just a spot that um, of, of showmanship. So for me, it's just like, I like to see two guys go at it, mm -hmm. like go to war. So I think that means a little bit more to me than I, I was um, just give you a little story. Uh, I was talking to the promoter uh, of C3W, one of the promoters, um, Richard Thompson, and I was um, I was telling him about um, I'd never seen this Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes match before. I think it was for the world title. I don't think uh, Dusty won, but I've never seen them go at it like that. And it was fisticuffs, and I mean, it was just everything Ric Flair threw, Dusty met him, and. I would like to see a lot more of that today. You got some of that during the Attitude Era, um, but today it just it, it doesn't seem like it has that same flair. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, for you guys, if I can ask you guys a question, um, do you watch stuff from that time? Oh. I, I I watched a little bit of it, but this guy Chris Idol, that he's <laughs> Do the I watch it. <laughs> Man, you t I could talk to you about the '80s all day long. <laughs> I love Man. that stuff. Shoot, for me, it's like I go back. It's like I'm like I'm a Jim Cornette guy, and I know for some circles that'll get you a lot of heat. Uh, because they get you brownie points here. <laughs> hey, well, hey, like we got some television folks coming around. I mean, <laughs> I, I watched him throughout his career, and I listened to him. I, I think the only thing I don't agree with him on is his uh, religious beliefs, but they need for me to, you know, to even um, even speak on. 
That's his belief. That's his alone. But other than that, I mean, I think the guy's a genius in a lot of different ways. And I think the things that he talk about, a lot of people don't want to own up to that that is professional wrestling and that that is the professional wrestling I grew up on. And I was just thinking about it before I did the, was getting ready to do the interview, and I was thinking like this, why is it when I watch that stuff that it's so seamless and the, 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 these are warriors, athletes and warriors going into a contest that, you know, that separates the boys from the men. And these guys work in the ring is a hundred times better than a lot of stuff that go on today. I don't think guys think things through because when you go to the Mortal Kombat age of, of professional wrestling and you see a lot of guys do a bunch of moves, but what is your execution? Why are you doing that? And a lot of guys don't look at it from me. I'm thinking like this. How many different ways can I take my opponent apart? What body part am I going after to take him out? And I think for me, I would have to look at a lot of older tapes to understand a lot of things and not just going and throwing a whole bunch of haymakers and kicks or going in and um, and doing a whole bunch of showman-style moves to, you know, get the people into the action. I'm like, this. I'm here for a fight, and I'm here to, you know, just, you know, to give people the fight they paid to see. I know where I come from in Washington, D.C., that's how they view professional wrestling. No, I like it. I like it. So you've had a, a a pretty lengthy career. So my question for you is, what's been your favorite fan interaction? Wow. I mean, I won't, I won't say lengthy. I've just been out here seven years, and it's just like, you know, the last few years, things have been getting to, to really move for me. And, you know, I still like for it to pick up a whole lot more and take things to a whole nother level. But um, fan interaction? Wow. You know, it's always interesting dealing with uh, children because they're looking at uh, wrestling through a, a whole different light and a possible light of looking at it where they're looking at you as like a, a superhero come to life. And I can't pinpoint just one off the top of my head, but I think a lot of the interactions with children really mean something. What's been a, what's been the hardest part about being a wrestler? Huh. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's different things about being a wrestler. It's like, um, you got many trials you go through. I mean, one thing is that depending on how you want to do this, you want to be a journeyman or you want to be a, a career uh, professional wrestler, you know, you're away from your family and different things like that, and you're hitting the road. All depends on your level and where you're at, the bookings rate and what you're getting and whatnot. But um, then you got injuries and stuff like that. But uh, for me, uh, I guess it's been getting bookings and when I say getting bookings is like this, you, you have to deal around what people are doing and you got to get yourself hot, white hot, you know, the people, cause people want people that are going to make money. That's what this ball game is all about. Bottom line. 
And I think, you know, once upon a time it was it was doing that. And like so once you get the ball game rolling and running, then you get booked more and more often. So it's like this. Uh get somebody to take a chance on you, run with it. Right on. So I guess that's I guess this kinda of leads into like my real next question. Um what's the advice that you would give to an upcoming wrestler? Train, train, train. Nothing beats train. Uh, this old saying practice makes perfect. And study tapes. You'll never know where you're going until you know where you've been. I've, I've asked a lot of guys about different things in, in the business or whatnot. A lot of people that I've run into have gotten into the wrestling business because of the attitude error. And I was like, there was wrestling prior to the attitude error. And attitude error to me, there are certain spots that stand the test of time. But there are a lot of, uh, of points, even during the attitude era, I was looking at it when I was in high school. And I was looking at it, and I was like, this is corny. This is weird. And it's just like I remember, like, looking at certain aspects and thinking to myself, like, when I think back on the attitude era, you just think the WWF. But thank God there was WCW because it was what made – Oh, wow, I just got to meet the same thing. said that, uh, thank you for choosing Zoom. This meeting is no longer has a time limit. <laughs> I was nice. like, this meeting has a time limit? 20-minute time limit. <laughs> or TV <laughs> time remaining. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And those things are what made professional wrestling. And that's what I'm saying. Like, say, Attitude Earth was great, but Attitude Earth threw all the rules out the window. I shot it for, like, too damn long, and you got so far away from professional wrestling that now the only thing that exists is sports entertainment. You're right. And sports entertainment and professional wrestling are two different things. To me, Vince is the only one that can do sports entertainment. I'll tell you why. He's the one that created it. He's the one that's the king of it. And he's the one that's making the money off of it. I think anybody else you need to work on choosing to do professional wrestling as an alternative. You're never going to be Vince in his own game. Yeah, that's a, hard to argue. But uh, all right, Mr. G Postal, sir, my question for you. What's the hardest you've ever been hit inside the wrestling ring? Woo! I'm trying to figure out if it was Mr. Graham or was it Tyree Taylor. Oh, my goodness. I think Tyree, we was in, the, we was in like, a, I guess maybe about 10 minutes into our match. And I think I was uh I was down and he slapped me, boy. I'm saying I was like, oh my god, that thing is like I had a Rocky moment where he just like, and I was like, <laughs> the sweat should have been flying off of me and stuff like that. I looked at the crowd, I was like, oh my goodness, in the ropes. I had my Ricky Morton. I was reaching out to the fans, and I was just like, you know what? In that moment, I said, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, and it's like for me, I, I wish a lot of other wrestlers would get in there and, 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 and work uh, a snugger match. You know, it ain't about, you know, killing your opponent, but fans want to see you fight. Trust me. Yeah. And I, to me, I'm not somebody that's ashamed because I'm like this. I don't mind having, handing a receipt back to somebody. Or whatnot, but uh, you know, at the same time, it's like you know, you want to work snug in there and you want to give people that fight they came to see, absolutely. Okay, so 
we know what your hardest hit was inside of the wrestling, but what was your worst match that you've ever had? Oh, my gosh. It's like I don't even want to bury nobody. I was like, when I got in the business, I was wrestling at a company that, let's just say, they work from the, they work from the right instead of the left. And you don't go there to train. And I went there after, just after I got my license with my t- former tag team partners to go um, get um, some work in, work on our, um, our <clears throat> excuse me, our stable or whatnot, and try to get it over with the fans. And let's just say we had we were having a good night. I went wrestle, did my thing, or when I came back out and I managed them, and we were the rule breakers. So at the time, so we were like this, the fans were cheering us because they we were something new, we were something different, we were bigger than all the other wrestlers or whatnot. And we went in there, and after our tag team match, it turned into a brawl, which turned into a battle royal. And we couldn't throw people over the top rope at this particular place because we were afraid that the rope might snap. And there's this one guy that's his name sounds like Butch Cassidy and it sounds like a truck business put together. Now he was trying to press me out to go to his school or whatnot. I was like, nah, bro, I just came out of here. I know about your school and no thank you. With all due respect, I pay gym fees or whatnot to train, you know, for what I know. And man, I think that rubbed in the wrong way. So later on in the night when we in the battle royal and I'm trying to throw folks out the ring, he slides up in the ring and he gives me this DDT on the hardest part of the ring you're not supposed to do moves at, especially not a move like that because you can seriously injure somebody. He pulled up, cinched up on the DDT, drilled my head. I flipped over him uh, after we had already had some interaction. And I heard crunch, crunch, crunch in my vertebrae. I thought he broke my neck. Oof. So I roll out of the ring after he pins me in this battle royal. <laughs> and, right? <laughs> and so I roll out. Morning. And I'm, I'm thinking, like, sometimes in wrestling, you can get into a wrestling fight. Mm. And I heard my trainer um, Gilbert at the time asked a lot of wrestlers, have you guys been a fight in the rain? And wrestlers were looking like crazy. And I thought this guy was shooting on me, so to speak. And I didn't realize he was a horrible wrestler at the time. And I'm like, if you want to fight, we can fight. I'm not going to back down. If you want to fight me, let's, let's, let's do this. At the time, I was 275 pounds, 21-inch arms. Let's make it happen, Captain. I can dance all night. And dancing on your, on your tonsils while I'm kicking your ass, that would be my thing. So, you know, I get out the ring. I'm thinking I broke my neck. I got 100 miles to go home to my uh, then wife. And I'm thinking like this. I got a broke neck. How am I going to tell her about that? And then I realize, all right, I can move my neck. I didn't break my neck. Turns out my shoulder, I can't lift it beyond here. So evidently I find out a month later that he dislocated my shoulder. So that was one part of one of the craziest uh, craziest times in the ring. The other time I got in the ring with two other guys or whatnot, and when I went to clothesline this dude, he falls early and tells me to pin him, and then he kicks out. Needless right. to say, yeah. What? Yeah. And I was like this. I got pissed. I had to start hitting him with uh, martial arts kicks and punches, put him in the corner, 
hit him with some European uppercuts, and I think I busted him open. And he was under a mask. I was like, dude, certain things you don't do, and in the middle of the match, you want to play around and have a comedy thing. I don't do comedy wrestling. I take yeah. my wrestling very seriously, especially it was my first time having my family there, like my, my whole family at a oh. wrestling show. I had been wrestling out of state. And it wasn't like I was taking it out on the dude, you know, like that. I was just like, at that moment, I was highly pissed. And the other guy was like, it, it was a crazy match, man. But like I said, when he did that, I was just like, uh-uh, hell to the dog. I'm like, just, I don't do Invisible Man's, eight-year-old girls, and the Invisible on Grenade. <laughs> no backyard much show shit for me, man. <laughs> I respect it. I respect it. All right, my last question for you. Uh what is your biggest regret in your career so far? Oh man. I'm, in 2016 I moved to uh, Orlando, Florida. My job never transferred me, so I was stranded here in DC, moved my house, my wife there, and I did not up and leave here. At a house down there, didn't want to lose the house and risk so much more, and I ended up staying here trying to pay for that or whatnot. Um, lease on that, and it's just like uh, my dream was to have a better start, work on my marriage, work on my life, and get into NXT. So I mean, for me here on out, it's like, hey man, no regrets. Mm. Like balls to the wall. All righty, G Postal. I guess the three count listeners would like to know what is the best advice you could give to up and coming wrestlers coming into the industry? Learn your craft. Learn your craft with all gusto. Like I say, learn your history of the craft. Like I said, the reason why I like listening to Jim Cornette is because Jim Cornette knows about making money in the wrestling industry. Some people say it's old and antiquated. You got a lot of hardcore fans that are going to watch a lot of different things and whatnot. They expect certain things because they're fans of wrestling. And you want to make money, you got to get people that are the casual fans, people that are not regular fans. You need to go out there and grab them and have a product that they can be interested in. And, you know, you got to have a believable product that people can buy into. Like I say, nobody wants to buy into anything that's just foolishness. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My next question for you is what inspires you? What inspires G Postal to wake up and wrestle? What inspires him to get out of his bed and be like, hmm, I want to wrestle? What inspires you? You got to have this deep down intestinal fortitude to love this business, love this wrestling. And I think for me, you know, watching wrestling, modern wrestling, outside of a couple programs, NXT to NWA. Uh, you know, I like certain aspects of AEW. I think AEW has a lot of potential, a whole lot of potential. But I think it needs structure and organization mm -hmm. in a lot of different areas. Uh, uh, WWF is what I love to remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though the WWE product, I mean, it's not as horrible, but at the same time, it's just like, for me, it's just like, there's moments where it's like, I, I remember what it was. 
And I remember what it was to me. And I don't think it's just looking at things through the eyes of a child because I was an adult that was still hooked. Mm-hmm. I mean, like drawn, driven. And that energy, and I think, you know, in the last few years, it's like, um, even as a professional wrestler, I look at the matches, I look at it from like, if somebody was once a boxer, looking at boxing matches, or somebody became a boxer, and I look at other boxing matches, I'm looking and I'm studying, I'm seeing what somebody does right, what they do wrong, or whatnot, the execution that flows there, different things or whatnot. So for me, it's just, it's maneuvered in that particular direction. If I don't feel the flavor of something, or I feel something is rushed, something is not, um, given the opportunity to really, truly shine, to reach its full potential, I think something is missing. Something is miss, being missed out on. Um, and my last question for you would be, how did you come up with the name G-Postal? I think that's what the three count listeners really want to know. A lot of people don't understand. Like I said, I was looking for some names when I was in training school, and I said like this, I need a name because at the time there was plenty of black wrestlers and I was going to be the five-star superstar, Ron McNeil, the showstopper, the hot popper, the jaw dropper, the icon, the blah, 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 blah. It's hard to be done. You got to do something different. And what broke my heart was, I said you need a gimmick. And I said a gimmick? What the heck? I don't want a gimmick. I don't want to be no gimmick wrestler. I want to be somebody taking it seriously. They look at me 275, got a little bit of muscles. And I'm like this. I'm like, brother, let me be a champion. And I'm like, you know, guys look at you and be like, all right, Mark Henry. No! Please, Mark Henry. I can do some things. I can throw an Enzy Gary kick, a drop kick. Let me do it. But I remember in training, they wanted me to do Mark Henry slam and everything. And I'm like, it's because I'm this dark, right? That's got to be what it is. And I'm like, come on, give me an opportunity to do something. They didn't know I could cut promos. They didn't know I could drop kick. They didn't know I could do all kinds of different things. Oh, my God, I wanted to jump off the top rope. I wanted to do all kind of crazy stuff, flips and stuff like that. And then you start to realize, man, once you start taking them bumps in the rain, and I'm not 210 pounds, 185 pounds, 220 pounds even. When you hit that mat, the bigger you are, the harder you fall. Then when you get that notion in your head, a lot of that other crazy stuff start going up out of it. <laughs> but to get a long story short, I said, I need to get it. And I said, I'm going to take something that is crazy and I'm going to make it work for me. <laughs> I've been working for the post office for 20 years. And I said like this, what's one thing that, that the post office, post office? Well, I don't want to be Mark Henry, right? Then I thought about Mr. T. Mr. T became Mr. T because he said, first name Mr., last name T, for what his dad went through with oppression and racism. They called him boy. He said, you never call me a boy. And I thought about that, and I said, you know what? I'm going to take this, and when somebody go postal, you take them seriously. So I just shortened it up. I can't call myself go postal. And postal doesn't sound right until now. Well, people call me Postal for short. And I'm like, but G-Postal. G-Postal. You had CM Punk. Why couldn't it be a G-Postal? Right. It's different. And the only thing missing is the O. And when I started putting that correlation together, then other things came about the madman from Postal Land. Then it came about the brother with the guns that block out the sun. 
And then it was just like it started taking away the license of its own. And because I could cut promos, I would add other things into the diamond of the DMV, but that stuff came later. But it was all about going postal in the ring. If I go postal in the ring, that's similar to Hulk Hogan hawking up. The ultimate warrior starts shaking the ropes. You take them serious when Hulk Hogan starts hogging up, the whole crowd, like, oh, shit, shit about to get ready. So why not with G-Postal? Oh, shit, he about to go postal. He about to decapitate a person up in (laughs) So I'm like this. I say, you know what? Okay, you can take me seriously. I'm 300 pounds. Uh, I can move. When I hit somebody, they're going down. Or damn near, they're going to feel it. They damn sure going to feel it. So it's like this. So I say, you know what? Hey, man, we're going to go postal in the ring. So I was like this. You know what? Hey, that'll work. That's how I came up with G Postal. Wasn't a whole lot of flash and bang, but it was just like, hold up. Somebody go crazy. You take his ass seriously. Mm-hmm. So why not G Postal? Oh, man. So I need G Postal to go postal on these 10 count questions. Let's rock with it. All righty then. So. Man, 10 questions. First thing that pops into your mind, let's get the imaginary timer going. Ding. Hit it, hit it, imaginary timer. All right, here we go. Ready, and favorite cartoon? He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yes, sir! <laughs> I have the power! I had a He-Man shirt when I was little? Like, come on. Um, if they made a movie about your life, who would play you? I would play me. Nobody <laughs> can do me. Nobody can do crazy as me like me. All right, crow sting or surfer sting? Surfer sting. Last time you laughed out loud. Oh, man. Last time I laughed out loud. Oh. I think we lost you. Can you hear, can, can you hear us? Oh. Hello? Yeah. Oh, we can be now. We got you now. All right, got you. We back. We back. So, we got the last time I laughed out loud? Yes, yeah, yeah. Run that back. All right, last time I laughed out loud, probably the other day. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> All righty. Uh, Friday night, what are you doing? Friday night, I'm going to be training and preparing to whoop up on Mason Martin come this Saturday. All righty. And SmackDown or Raw? Ooh, you make them tough. Blue brand or red brand? Dang. You know, right now, I am loving what Drew McIntyre – something about Drew McIntyre I like. So, I'm going to have to go with Raw over SmackDown right now. All right. Uh, Batman or Superman? Superman. Okay. Ruined your mood, didn't you? Yeah, listen, everyone has their opinion. I just. Hey, man. It's like you like a little reality or you like some uh, unrealness. You like delusional. That's all it is. Like I said, crazy. Woo. Superman. Uh, 
last time, last time, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, what's the last show you binge watch? Uh, right now I'm binge watching Into the Badlands. <gasps> oh, uh, Biggie or Tupac? Tupac. Yes, sir. We get him on that one. We're, we're, we're good with that one. <laughs> yes, indeed, baby. Come on, then. Hold on, hold on. But Biggie has a lot of respect, but Tupac, man, is ingrained in the roots because I get around, baby. Obey it all around the world the same song. Come on, man. <laughs> and last but not least, favorite cuss word. What is my favorite cuss word? <laughs> Can I say that? Yes, you can. Yeah, yes. you just did. <laughs> you just did. <laughs> I'm like, this what I'm going off on somebody, all of them. <laughs> that works. I'll take it. I'll take that answer. That's the answer. I'll take it. Oh man, but you passed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. We give you the uh, imagination participation trophy. <laughs> Oh man. Uh give a huge shout out to G Postal. Thank you for being on the show. Um Thank you folks for having me. It was definitely a blast. Definitely a blast having you on. We gotta uh have you back definitely when we do uh one of our uh weekly shows, have you and see because see what you're uh what you're thinking on some of our debate topics uh in the wrestling world. So we gotta bring you back for one of those, definitely. Hey, I would love to have it. Before I go, is it possible that I can um, plug a few things for C3W Wrestling? Yes. Of course. Yes, sir. You beat, you beat me to the punch. I was getting there. I saw my list. I saw uh, my list. They want to be rushed. Through. I'm having a fun. I'm having a blast right now with you guys, man. I'm like, I would love to come back on your show. Um, got some great debates and some great topics. Love to talk trash about. Tell you about some folks I love to wrestle in the future. Um, well, C3W Wrestling is doing a wrestling IST. Wrestling at WrestlingISP.org or whatnot. What we're doing is we're having fans bring in donations or whatnot, calling for donations or whatnot at uh, WrestlingISP.org or dollar sign C3 Wrestling on, um, on, um, oh my God, Lord help me, Jesus. Um, on Cash App, there you go. Yeah, baby. And what we're doing is like for folks that are having, um, that need funds in this COVID-19 that are in the wrestling industry or whatnot, what we're doing is we're helping folks out by having fans that can donate into um, wrestlingisp.org or whatnot to help out. And, to, you know, with their donations, wrestlers can, you know, get funds to help them with bills and other things. I love it. So, yeah, C3W is doing some amazing things, folks. Y'all got to check them out. C3Wrestling.com, C3W on Facebook and YouTube. And so forth. Most, so definitely, most definitely check out C3W. Definitely check them yes, out. Um, trying to think. Is, uh, do we have any announcements, Cliff? You're, you're the real person in charge. I'm the real person in charge? Yeah, I'm just the I mean, I say it every week. I mean, C3W does have a show coming up. Do you want to plug that, G-Postle? Yes, indeed. Yours truly, G Postal, will be putting the EWC World Heavyweight Championship, the new 12 pounds of gold or whatnot, 
on the line against the incredible Mason Martin. So me and the crown prince of hardcore are going to get it on in the ring. Real soon, you want the only only place you're going to be able to check that out is at C3 Wrestling. So y'all need to get on that, get on that C3Wrestling.com or get on C3W. Follow them as fast as you can because we're going to have a lot of content coming out over the next few weeks. We're having our anniversary. And like I say, I'm be tra- I'm training for it now. And like I said, I'm ready to go to war for you. And then on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I think that's the that's my cue to sign us off. So with that being said, we got G Postal here. My name is Chaz Evans. I'm here with the Red Dog. I'm here with the Idol Master. Here with JJ, and we have the Champ G Postal. We'll catch you all on the flip side. Be there or be somewhere else. There you go.